Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Well, welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And I'm Grayson Willis. Uh, Welcome back, Pastor Margaret. Oh, it is so good to be back. It's good to be back. Good to have you back. And uh, today we're joined by Mr. Charlie Dean. Mr. Charlie, how are you doing today? Good. It's good to have you. And uh, Mr. Charlie's here to share his testimony today. But before we get into that, uh, Pastor Margaret, if you'd just like to ask our typical question, I kept that up while you were gone. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah. So, Charlie, what kind of ice cream do you like? Are you an ice cream lover? Yes, I am. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the table. <laughs> I used to like the vanilla bean, but they quit making it, so I just need plain vanilla now. Oh, that's a good man right there. You know, I was thinking, I didn't eat ice cream much while I was on sabbatical, but I did. I was at my dad's, and I just went to see what ice cream he had in his freezer, and I pulled it out, and it's vanilla ice cream I've never eaten before. It was Garber's. Vanilla ice cream made maybe in Winchester. Okay. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. Yes. It is really good. Mm-hmm. It's some of the best vanilla ice cream. Grayson, I might come over to your side <laughs> and say that vanilla is one of my favorites. It's just for now, this session. This, I'll say that that was really good vanilla ice cream. I just got to figure out where you buy it. Yeah. Well, uh, Charlie, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Charlie Dean from Elkton, Virginia. I was born and raised in Elkton. Two doors from the Elkton Pentecostal Church and a half a mile from the Elkton Middle School High School. So I was blessed. My dad could walk to church and I could walk to church and walk to the middle school and the high school to play sports. And as growing up, my dad was really involved in the church. Plus, he worked three jobs to support five kids. I was the center kid, four boys and one girl. And as growing up, he would take us to, this in his early 50s now, to tent revivals, run out mm-hmm. all over the East Coast, Will Roberts, A.A. Allen, William Branham, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. And as I was a young person, one of my brothers had polio, one had a growth on the side of his face, and this is in the early 50s now, God healed them both, so I knew as a young wow. kid that God was alive and well. Mm-hmm. But I was not a Christian, okay? <laughs> And uh, my dad taught Sunday school, and again, the church he went to, two doors down, had church service Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. Wore (laughs) wore a preacher out. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Hard to imagine that in today's society. Year-round revivals, what that sounds like. We were, that's for sure. And um, as I was growing up, like I said, my dad was a Sunday school teacher and uh, another gentleman got involved in my life when I was a teenager, Freeman Metis, and he got involved with the Full Gospel Businessmen Fellowship International, and my girlfriend at the time went to a revival in Washington, D.C. with Freeman, came back and gave her a testimony on a Sunday night. I was 16 years old, and God really, really convicted me of my sins. I went to the altar, received Christ through my Girlfriend's testimony, wow. and became a Christian in March 1963, way back when I was 16 years old. And after that time, we went to a lot of full gospel businessmen's fellowship meetings in the Harrisonburg area, 
Washington, D.C., heard Fred Price, all those neat guys who was just becoming ministers at that time, and they all shared their faith and testimonies at the Washington, D.C. Convention Center. And uh, seat three or 4,000 people, serve you a tremendous meal, and hear God's word and the best praise you could ever imagine. Mm. Wow. So after that time, I went to Virginia Tech. I almost went to several different schools, but went to Virginia Tech, studied engineering. And while there, we got involved in a local country church, had about 250 people in it, really a good area to grow in, and just to fellowship in with those people. One of them became the head person in the Virginia Conference, and my best friend became a missionary to South Africa for 50 years. Wow. So that gets me up through my college years. So, When did you get married? Okay, between my freshman and sophomore year, I married the girl who gave the uh, testimony, and we moved to Blacksburg and spent the next three years in that little country mm-hmm. church and got my degree and decided I was going to graduate school and applied to full school, got accepted, but that was during the Vietnam War, so I became a math teacher for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. During that time, uh, I was young. My wife was young. We had one son and expecting my daughter, Stephanie. And uh, so at at that time in my life, we had a Bible study at my house. A lot of high school kids, a lot of JMU students. Mm -hmm. Freeman was still involved with us and helped us a lot. And we would have, I guess for about three and a half years, have about 30, 25 students there in my house every Saturday night from 7 o'clock to midnight. (laughs) So that was a really enjoyable time and a good time for spiritual growth also. Mm-hmm. When you're walking with other people, yeah. you grow a lot. When yes, you do. Uh, that's good. That's powerful. I was kind of afraid to ask if that was your girlfriend was yeah. now your wife, but you, you've yes. shared that with us. Yes, um, it was. Uh, what a powerful um, testimony uh, to have that the woman that would be your wife is the one that shared her story. We can't know the power of testimony. It is so important that we have, you know, share our testimony. And I guess that really paid off for her that night, right? Yes, it did. Um, I was always blessed with a great dad who went to church every opportunity he had and really encouraged us to, and a great mom who's the other way who encouraged us to be involved in sports and Mm -hmm. being get good grades. Mm. So that was the two emphases in my life constantly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's a great testimony, the power of testimony. Right, that's Somebody, what I'm saying. You don't know when you share your testimony who might come to Christ or who might receive Christ. And then become your Christian husband, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, she became a Christian in a, a little Bible camp up in Woodstock, Virginia, when she was about 12 years old. Mm. Very good. So uh, you moved back to the Valley, I'm taking it, after yes, you graduated? Yes, I did. After and... I finished college, I moved back to Elkton and taught high school at Snowball Jackson for six months. Then the gentleman, my high school coach, taught me to come back to Elkton High School and coaching three sports, which was a mistake, <laughs> year-round. And I did that for three years. Yeah. And after that, I worked construction on the ski slopes at Wintergreen and up here at Massanutten Mountain. And after that, I was fortunate and got a job at Merck Pharmaceutical and worked there for 27 and a half years. Mm. Wow. So I lived in the same house since 1971. (laughs) I was pretty young then. (laughs) Was you born? Oh, yes, I was born. (laughs) 
was a few years old, by the way. I was not. No, Grayson was not. That's for sure. Yeah. So what did um, sharing Bible studies, and obviously you were in the school system, so that gave you a real good an end to students, and uh, I know that their lives were impacted um, by you in those years. Um, do you still have relationships with any of those folks? Yes, I do. A lot of them's moved away, but I still have, when I see them in the Elkton area, I still have a real good relationship with those yes. guys. A lot of spiritual children yes. that and, God gave you. And while I was teaching school, I kind of felt led to become involved in local government, which maybe long-term was a mistake, but I really felt like it, you know, community should be a quiet and peaceful place, according mm, right. to First Timothy, for people to grow up in. Mm-hmm. So I got involved and uh, actually was elected to town council for six different years and mayor for 20 years, which was yeah. 10 terms. And it was no longer peace and quiet, so I'm no longer involved. <laughs> well, you know, it just brought to mind um, the scripture um, in Jeremiah 29, where they're exiled, right? to Babylon, and he said, now, plant gardens, have children, and be involved in your city because your welfare depends on it. Yes, it does. I think it's a word to us, uh, today even, uh, but just to see that you gave your life to bring that, the peace and the welfare to your city. You did your term, or terms, <laughs> right? I'm still involved in the downtown revitalization group in uh, I'm on the Board of Zoning Appeals here in Rockingham County. So I'm still involved maybe too much, but I enjoy that type of duty. Well, I think that we can't underestimate the power of presence and influence in our communities. I think that's so important, and you're a picture of that. Like you have always been involved in the community, whether teaching or in um, local government. Um, And so I just think that's an encouragement to those listening today that might wonder if they should be involved. Um, I think that we all have to figure out where we're supposed to be. But I'm grateful for folks like you that have invested really your life in in that area to bring influence that is much needed. Right. Yeah, Pastor Margaret, as you were talking about the Bible and talking about, you know, plant gardens, settle down, I was thinking about being present in the present. You know, wherever God's placed us, we have people around us that we can have influence with. And you were talking about um, having influence in your local community. Um, So if you just want to talk about the importance of that, whether it be your local church or your local community, your local neighborhood, just how we can impact the people that we're around for Christ. Yeah, when I moved back to the Elkton area, like I said, I was involved with those young people and also went to the United Methodist Church at that time. And uh, me and my wife both taught Sunday school for probably the whole time we was at the Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was real. And again, we're still really, really involved with the youth, and we had a son and a daughter by this time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, and that was probably the biggest two blessings we had as a couple was to have two kids and 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. And praise God for that. I know that you have two biological children, um, but I also know that you opened your home and your heart up wider even than that. Do you want to share a little bit about where that came from and a little bit about that journey? Yes, I will. Uh, My wife and I have prayed about 
after we had the two children to adopt two children, but we wanted them younger than my son, who was really, really super aggressive child. <laughs> and uh, so we didn't want to dominate him. So we was able to, after four or five times trying to uh, adopt different children, we was able to find a young uh, daughter and uh, son up in the Augusta County area. And they was both younger than my oldest son. So we, we adopted uh, Dana and Michael at that time. And uh, it's been a tough journey at different mm. times. And, uh, but we still believe that, you know, God was in that choice we made. And we believe that, you know, in the long term that everything will work out according to his will. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I know that the journey's not always easy, but we, um, we've had some, we've not adopted, but we've had some girls in and out of our home. And, and I'm grateful for that experience and I finally had to come to the realization that um, we did what we did because we were called to do it and to give influence and to share the love of God through us um, to those. And uh, we can't have great expectations on the outcome necessarily. We do what we can, but then everyone has a free will, right? Amen. I and. agree with that 100%. <laughs> and like you said, we have probably had uh, four or five different foster children and different kin people that's lived with us as teenagers and do what you can, lead them the right direction, and it's up to their will and yeah. what happens to them. You just believe, you know, believe God for the best. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I realize um, – this is your story and your time, but I just want to share one thing that was a huge aha for those that are listening that maybe have been in those same places, and this can even be with our own children. Like, I believe that we don't know the impact uh, for those that have never been able to have any boundaries or understand the love of a parent to be able to be in a setting where I know there, we don't even know what normal is, right? <laughs> but to be in a place where there is a family unit that lives together and does the best they can to, to exude Jesus um, and to love one another, I don't think we can underestimate the power. It may not all turn out like we want it to, but I believe that um, that faithfulness to go that length and to to put ourselves out there um, can only impact uh, lives for the better whether we think we succeeded or not is really not the case that's not really the point right we do the best we can absolutely do what we believe god wants us to do at that time absolutely going Um, back just a little bit in my history uh, i was baptized by bob garber here in the harrisonburg mm -hmm. area when i was a teenager then I got to go with uh, Steve and Kerry to the Holy Land, mm. Cairo, mm. Egypt, in uh, about 10 years ago, I guess, maybe mm. maybe that long ago. And I got to be baptized by the pastor in the Jordan River. Mm. So that was quite an experience for yes. me. And he was able, when we was in Cairo, take us by, got into the uh, uh, burial grounds for all the British soldiers and so all. Oswald Chambers mm. burial site yeah. took us a while to find it because it was just row after row of yeah. tombstones. I yeah. bet. Wow. It's right in Cairo, which is a, 
had to be a wall community to preserve it. Of course. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that you all got in there. Um, yeah. And uh, I know going to the Holy Land is a great experience. Uh, I had the privilege of being the year I went about seven years ago, being baptized in the Jordan River. So uh, anything else from going to the Holy Land, just walking where Jesus walks that you want to share? Yeah, uh, most interesting thing we did, which wasn't it was spiritual to me, was float in the Dead Sea. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a great experience, I think, just to know, you know, what was there during the time of Jesus and just to see all the different places where Jesus preached. Right. And the Sunday morning we got to go to the church there in uh, Bethlehem hear that minister preach and what yeah. Curry spoke, but we was there with those people. Right. Nazarene. Nazarene Church in Nazareth, uh, Pastor Nazar Tuma is there. Yeah. Yeah, all that seven days there in the Holy Land was a great, great experience. And the Egypt thing and Jordan was tremendous too. It was a trip that I'll never forget and really enjoyed it with the pastor. Yeah, to walk where Jesus walked and to um, – see the the geography to stand in the places he stood to share the gospel and to see the sights that he was seeing it's amazing how it opens up scripture and you get a a better understanding maybe of what he was saying by standing there in those places and just how far his mom and dad had to go to have his birth (laughs) yes that was no short ride (laughs) no Mm. makes the Bible stories come to life because you can see where it happens. You get the culture. You know, there's been translation from the Greek to English, but you still don't get the culture really until you can have people tell you about it, but until you've actually been there and seen it for yourself, it's a whole, opens your eyes to a whole new experience when you read the Bible. Yeah, we was able to uh, spend the first three nights there in the Sea of Galilee and I went swimming in that sea a couple nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Charlie, if you want to talk about how uh, you and your family ended up here at the Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg, and also about now how you're a part of our East Rock campus. Uh, okay, uh, I had a grandson who I was raising at that time, and he was about uh, six years old, I guess, and Stephanie had two older grandchildren. And uh, he enjoyed what they was doing here at the church. Would come up sometimes for the youth programs, and uh, so he asked us to uh, drop out of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church we was going to in Elkton and hmm. come to this church. So about ten years ago, we relocated to the Church of the Nazarene here in Harrisonburg because he really wanted to come here, and we enjoyed the preaching when we got here. So we just came approximately ten years ago and stayed. Hmm. Then when uh, we, they decided to start the church here in Elkton, we just felt led, since uh, Stephanie was the uh, children's pastor, to just go there and support that effort in the local area. Plus, the good thing is two minutes from my house. Right. <laughs> you still have a walk, you a could quick walk, walk to church, I, I right? Could, I could. You could. It'd be a little, yes, I could. A little further than it was yeah. for you as a child. But yeah. Wow. So tell us a little bit about your children. You just shared with us that Stephanie um, is the children's um, director there at the church where you're attending. You have a son, too. Yes, we uh, Charles Elwood Dean Jr., we call him <laughs> Chuck. He lives in the uh, Richmond area. And uh, I went, I guess, about two, well, before COVID, two years ago, he got installed as a uh, 
they call them deacons in the Baptist church, but mm-hmm. he goes to the First Baptist Church there on Monument Street, okay. right there at the statue they just took down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where he attends yeah. church, and it's been him and his wife is she's really really involved in it with the playing the piano and granddaughter who's thirteen singing in the kids choir and uh, uh, he actually helps speak several times different mm-hmm. during the month I think and. So he's really involved in that church, and it's like I said, the wife and grandchild is, and uh, Stephanie, her uh, new boyfriend, is involved there at the uh, Nazarene Church in Elkton, mm-hmm. and my daughter Dana is uh, here in the Harrisonburg area at this time. She's yeah. been to the Church of Nazarene, I guess, three or four times, and but yeah. she had COVID about three weeks ago, but she's much, much better now. Good, good. Well. Yeah, when we see each other around the church, we sometimes don't make all the connections. Um, so I'm glad you made the connection with Stephanie, and it's good just to hear the report um, about um, Chuck. And I wasn't sure where he was, but he's able to spend. He works at Merck, and he's able to spend about two nights a week with me while he's ah, up in the Elkton area. That's nice. very good. That's good. Yeah. Well. Uh... Charlie, uh, just any other um, things that have been, you know, important in your spiritual walk uh, that you can look back to, uh, you know, uh, anything, you know, what you're most grateful for, the different experience that God has brought you um, through that you can look back on and um, just uh, how you're uh, serving him now uh, in retirement. My wife says I have not. I mean, <laughs> still involved in quite a few things right. in the Elkton area as far as properties, that type of thing. But I really thank God my whole life for health and strength. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a minor heart attack six years ago, but I was able to take care of that with one stint and been completely healthy since then. Mm-hmm. So again, and I thank Him because this is the spiritual growth I've seen in my life and my family's life and. You know, for the financial and the physical and all the other things that goes along with that. But thank God for, most of all, for the spiritual growth. And, you know, this, the Jared, his teaching there at the Elkton area, I think he's done a good job. And I really thought Kerry was a super, super preacher here. And Adrian did an excellent job while I was attending here. So I think the all three head pastors, while I've been involved, has been a really good speakers. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we have uh, different things on TV we can watch, and I found fell in love with a guy about two years ago, Robert Morris, who mm-hmm. I think is really, really a, just a good Bible teacher. Mm-hmm. And the last sermon I saw him preach, you know, he just really impressed upon me. We, you know, we praise God, we pray for things, then we proclaim it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a tremendous mm-hmm. thing to do in the book of Philippians. You do those three things. We praise him for his blessings, praise him for everything he's done for us, then we can pray, then we can proclaim what God's Word teaches us that we can proclaim. Mm-hmm. And Odessa was listening to a thing yesterday. We was going to Lynchburg, and she said, you know, it's fear not is in the Bible 365 times, mm-hmm. one for each day. And, Amen. And I believe that. You know, I, I pray God I have no fear in my life, and I just, again, thank Him for His blessings that He gives to me and my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that is... Powerful. I was going to ask you, is there anything that you would say to those listening today that are walking today in faith? And I think that praise, pray, and proclaim is, that's such a good word. Um, It just reminds me of King Jehoshaphat when he was going out to battle three other armies and the worship team went out ahead of him. Yeah. 
praising, you know, and um, when they got to the battlefield, those three armies that they were going up against had turned on each other and were defeated. And I think it's a, a beautiful thing today for us to understand the power of praise, the power of prayer, and then giving God glory, proclaiming. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, Robert did a good job. Yeah, he's really a good teacher. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Charlie, just anything in closing today in the last uh, four or five minutes that we have here uh, that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't shared already that you would just like to share? Yeah, I guess last Sunday, uh, Jarrett was teaching that, you know, every good gift comes down from above, which mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. I really believe that is God's word to us. And, uh, you know, I thank him for all the good gifts he's given to me and my family. And uh, if we can just remember, like Margaret said, to kind of speak the words of faith right. instead mm-hmm. of fear, right. I think it goes a long ways right. in our devotion to God. If we can right. just lean on that and believe that and trust God for that. And one of my favorite Old Testament verses is Psalms 103. It says, He forgives all your iniquities mm-hmm. and heals all your diseases. And if we can believe that and claim that, I think it, all our sins can be forgiven. Uh, well, Brother Charlie, uh, do you mind if I just pray for you in closing today, you and your family? No, feel glad to. <laughs> uh, let's pray. Lord, I come before you today, and I just thank you uh, for Brother Charlie and uh, his testimony. And uh, I just pray a blessing over him and Miss uh, Odessa, Lord, and uh, over their um, four kids and their grandkids, Lord. And uh, just uh, thank you for... Uh, just the many ways that you've blessed him and his family and how they're blessing those uh, in the Oakton community and uh, now uh, as a part of the East Rock campus here at Church of the Nazarene, Lord. Uh, just continue to bless the East Rock campus, uh, Pastor Jared Link and uh, Pastor Terry Wyant Vargo and uh, Steph Signorino as mm-hmm. she serves the kids there and uh, Jeff Higgs as he uh, serves the uh, faithfully on the tech team, Lord, and uh, just uh, continue to bless them. And I just thank you for this time that we've had to talk with him and uh, hear his testimony, Lord. And we thank you uh, for just how he and uh, Miss Odessa have been faithful um, over the years, faithful in their marriage and uh, faithful to you, Lord. And I just uh, thank you for that testimony, Lord, Mm -hmm. and for their lives And I ask all this in your name. Amen. 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 Well, uh, Brother Charlie, thank you for joining us today for Hope Talks. And uh, it's been great to have you. Thank you. Enjoyed it. I pray that today's broadcast of Hope Talks, as you've heard uh, Mr. Charlie Dean share his testimony with us today, I pray that it truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.